Hello, Four Star Nation, and welcome to a special Saturday interview edition of the show. Today, we have a very special guest, one Mr. Jonathan Boland. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you very much for joining us today. Hey, thank you all for having me. Looking forward to it. Uh, Jonathan, man, let me ask you a question. Uh, what was it like? I, I, I've done a little bit of research on you. Uh, what was it like to go from Arlington High School to Bartlett High School uh, at a at a high school age, just knowing the area, I, I'm originally from the Memphis area. So uh, those two groups really don't really get all along that much. I mean, I know I know how it works, but to go from Arlington to Bartlett and then to blossom, I mean, you were a star player at both places. Don't get me wrong, but then to go on to Memphis and now the Kansas City Royals. I mean, talk a little bit about that transition. Uh, the transition at first, I mean, I wasn't really for it just because like all my friends, because I went to Arlington K through 11. Like I've been there my whole life. Oh, wow. So okay. It was definitely a, uh, it was definitely a change, but I mean, I had buddies that I played ball with growing up that went to Barlett. So then I was able to make some friends and so everything ended up being all right and ended up working out for the best. Well, he was a three, you know, three sport. He was also a three sport athlete from basketball to baseball. Jabarlett's quarterback at one time as well. But uh, she's talking about, like, as a student athlete in high school, how much on a daily basis it can be hard for you doing your studies and being a three-sport athlete. Oh, I mean, it was tough at times. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, it was definitely a challenge. You're waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and then you're going to school for eight hours a day. And then on top of that, you have practice for two, three hours afterwards. I mean, it was definitely a struggle. And um, I mean, but I just I enjoyed playing the game so much that I looked forward to the, every opportunity I had just to get active and compete at the whatever level or whatever sport it was. What? Uh, talk a little bit about. Talk a little bit about uh, your time at Bartlett High School. Uh, just you know, I mean, Bartlett has. As far as I've known, anyway, uh, been a been a been a very good baseball school. Uh, I know John has covered the baseball team for what feels like thirty years now. We're, no, we're only thirty five. Still, it feels like forever. Um, but uh, you showed my age. Quit. Um, I know, man. I know. Sorry. Um, talk a little bit about Bartlett High School and just what what your time there meant. Oh, or Arlington also. Yeah, I mean, Bartlett was yeah. – I mean, it was awesome. Just the one year I was there, I made a ton of friends. Everybody was cool. I was able to just kind of kind of fit in, in a way. Um, and then everybody knew I came from Arlington. And, I mean, I loved Arlington. It was awesome. K through 11, made lifelong friends. The same at Bartlett, my one year there, I've made lifelong friends. And, I mean, just the experience, it was fun. And it also, like, kind of helped me elevate kind of – you know, socializing and everything else like that, because I was to myself a lot. Um, I used to be, now I'm a little bit more, more talkative and I guess outgoing a little bit and I'm able to just, you know, carry on a conversation and actually enjoy it too. Cause I like to know about other people's stories, where they come from and everything else like that. And I mean, if I was to go back in time, I wouldn't change it. Um, I mean, it made me who I am today and it's helped me reach my highest goals and it just allows me to keep pushing forward to where I can become the best version of myself. 
Yeah, when I first met you, I think it was like your sophomore year in high school when you played under Coach Ring. And I'm like, all right, this guy's going to be a stud on the mound one day. You know, and sure enough, you're in the Kansas City organization now, you know. But uh, just talk about how your coaching staff prepared you for the, before we talk about your college career. But talk about how Coach Ring and Coach, um, gosh, Stewart. Basically, and Coach Clark also was basically an inspiration before the college drinks for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, the coaches, they were awesome. I mean, I mean, at times we had our disagreements, but we were able to talk through it. And we were able to just kind of do what's best for the team because we all we all wanted to win. We wanted to be the best team in, in the city. And that's what we strive for. And Arlington, my freshman year, that's what Coach Ring, and that's what we made happen freshman year. Um, and then Coach Stu, I mean, he helped develop me a ton when it came to pitching and everything else and just in life aspects. I mean, I love both coaches and I've, I mean, I've learned a ton from them. And like I've said before, it's made me who I am today. And so I'm able to visit, hang out with them. I'm able to go work out at both high schools. I can, you know, communicate and I know people and it's able, I'm able to get my job and they, at the end of the day, I've noticed they want what's best for me but I also want to be able to help them in any way that I can. So it's been good relationships, and I'm, I'm blessed uh, that they were in my life. Since Brady Bramley couldn't join Four us Star today. Four-star sports show. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I, was I was just going to say, say real Four-star sports show. Uh, yeah. Couldn't, uh, well, uh, we are currently interviewing Jonathan, Bra- Jonathan Bolin uh, from the Kansas City Royals uh, organization now. Uh, sorry, John, I almost called you Jonathan Bramlett. That would be John the Bull Bramlett, not you. Um, Jonathan Bolin is our special guest this afternoon. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, Jonathan Bolin is our guest this afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. Also want to say real quick, man, thank you very for everybody watching on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch currently. Uh, we've got a few viewers going right now, so thank you very much for joining the show. Sorry, John. Go ahead. No, since Brady Bramlett couldn't join us, a lot of fans are probably asking where Brady Bramlett is, but he couldn't join us due to a last-minute thing he had to take care of. But uh, we're going to ask him about the rivalry, but I can go ahead and ask you, Jonathan. But talk about the Barlett-Arlington rivalry, how it is now compared to when you were playing as well. No, I mean, I mean the rivalry is still there. I mean, it's never going to go away. I mean, no more Bartlett Bolton. Bartlett Arlington. Yeah, no, that is true. It is. It's probably a lot more Bartlett Arlington now than it was whenever I was in school. It is. Um, but yeah. I mean, we just continued to just. I'm sorry. What was I saying? Bartlett Arlington. Uh, but we were. Uh, I mean, it. It was a rivalry that you look forward to every year. I mean, every game, every sport. It didn't matter what sport it was. It was just just that competition there, you know, the competition of going against the people that you know and the people that you grew up with because you're literally 20 minutes away and you've played against people all growing up. I mean, you've made friendships from other schools and you just, you know, you get that little nag to where you can, you know, mess with each other and go after each other and kind of talk trash in a way. And it's on social media. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, it's a rivalry I'll never forget, and I'll always – I'll even tell my kids one day. So, it was it was, it was, was awesome, though. It was very exciting. I wish we could pack the house for baseball, though. 2,000 yeah. people plus. <laughs> That's the only downside. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, that, that would be – I mean, what do y'all think? And I, I don't know that Memphis will ever do this, but what do you think about – I just thought about this, honestly. 
why would not why would AutoZone Park not reach out to high schools? I mean, I know that park is big, but I mean, I think that'd be a nice way. I know football did it back in the day where they had like a little tournament. AutoZone Park, I know money, but crap, these schools got money, John. Look at the dad come, look at Bartlett. I mean, the school's I know <laughs> a freaking college campus now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but really, I mean, I think AutoZone Park, I think they're really doing them, them, themselves a disservice by not reaching out to these high school programs and get the fans invested in these programs at a bigger level. Yeah, that's for sure. But it's also, I feel like it also comes down to like the upkeep of the field, you know, because while baseball is going on here, I mean, they're, they're basically in full season and they're having games every day or yeah. every other day, basically. That and soccer going on too. <laughs> yeah, that is true. They got soccer there now. So, I mean, that would be awesome. I mean, I feel like oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Without like, like a tournament, like a high school tournament or something, and then I guarantee yeah. you teams all over, all around the area would come. And- I mean, if we ever host a state tournament yeah. in baseball again, like we did back in, gosh, early 2000s again, where they hosted the state championship games, but, you know, Wes, this is all about money because if you look at it now, because, you know, when Jonathan played at Memphis, we would only play like Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State, maybe like at AutoZone, right. and they kept on saying it's because of the money. And of course, nothing that gets our fan base at Memphis. But Jonathan, you know, you've seen this in the crowd. Our fan base would never support baseball. They would yeah. only show up for like big games or whatever. But my problem is, you know, when you get Mississippi State and Ole Miss and Arkansas and all them coming to AutoZone, and then they're outnumbering us some fans. That's yeah. what that's what they're saying is because of the money situation. Yeah, that's what they're. That's what yeah. one of the reasons we, is. We did get outnumbered quite a bit whenever. <laughs> Whenever I was in Memphis, but <laughs> it was still it yeah. was an awesome experience. I mean, that's something really cool, and I'm sure that's the coaches will make a difference eventually. I mean, I feel like teams will start coming around, or fans will start coming around. Yeah. You know, just the more that Memphis proves themselves, yeah, prove ourselves. So, you want to talk about the Memphis career, Wes? Uh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Uh, Jonathan, talk a little bit about your career at Memphis uh, and uh, just, just you know, give some couple of stories if you want to about some fun times. Yeah, um, well, I went to Memphis uh, freshman year. I was, I mean, I got to pitch against Ole Miss and them like at the midweeks at AutoZone Park, which was pretty cool. Then I eventually got moved to the weekends um, freshman year and it's funny because I went into college, I was 212 pounds, maybe 210 pounds. And then after my third year, I graduated at 255, 260 pounds. So, and the thing is, I didn't really gain that weight until my sophomore year. Um, the, the weightlifting coach, really, we really got after it because I took a summer off so I could focus on baseball, focus on my health, focus on my body and getting stronger and everything else. And it ended up uh, working for the best my junior year. Um, I mean, there is one story whenever it was my junior year, we went to USF and, um, we, uh, it was after a great, it was was after a great game on, on Saturday, we come out Sunday, the whole team basically has food poisoning. So everybody was laid out in the dugout, just trying to feel better. Like, we had pitchers playing positions. We were just – almost played first base the day oh after. It was insane. That's one memory that I'll never forget. And then, of course, always 
like uh, freshman, sophomore year, we went to Clearwater, Florida for our conference tournament, and that was always fun, just playing in the Philly spring training yeah. facility, which was insane. And there's a million more memories. But the whole – my whole – we had a very good class my year. I got taken in, and, I'm, I mean, I'm still buddies with all those guys from until this day. The friendships we built, the brotherhood we built, we just – we were just there for each other, and it just made it made playing the game so much more. And then the coaches, they were just – they were awesome. Yeah. I mean, they're not developing just players. They're developing grown men. Like, they're trying to teach you right what's, what's right, what's wrong, of course, and then on top of that, you're trying to win ball games. Um, all the coaches know what they're doing, and I, I, I'm beyond blessed that they were able to allow me to come to Memphis and be a part of their program. So my next question would have been Coach Rock. Talk about Coach Rock as a college coach. Oh, Coach Rock, he's awesome. I mean, he's great. I mean, he always he knows how to how to raise players, and he knows uh, knows how to build rela- relationships, not just for on the field, but also, like I said, off the field. Um, he's an incredible dude, very smart. He's been in the game for for a long time. Um, he's Thirty seen plus all, years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's seen all the ups and downs. He's been he's been a part of winning programs and. He, he's 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 a good I mean he's a great guy and a great coach and he wouldn't be he wouldn't be at Memphis if he didn't know what he was doing. That's I can guarantee you that. Right. So, so basically talk you're a little bit about um talk a little bit about um we 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 mentioned it earlier. It's a known fact. Um the Memphis baseball team does not have the greatest following in the world. But I do know there is a core group of fans that follow you, like a Phineas, uh, our friend that just passed away recently, um, that will really follow the program and really just our core lovers and believers. Talk a little bit about having that core fan base with you every game, no matter what. Oh, I mean, it's me. I mean, it means the world because you have those people, not just your family, but also everybody else that's there to support you through all the ups and the downs to help to help raise the energy in the stadium or in the at the facility, just being able to, you know, get you going and get you ready and be like, oh, this is what we're, we're, we're playing to win, but we're also playing to show how good we are for our fans and also for our families. Um, because like Memphis, the whole, yeah. the whole program, it's, it's literally like a family. I mean, everybody knows everybody. I mean, we have great, <clears throat> my family personally, my dad graduated from, or uh, played at Memphis and got drafted out of Memphis. So, I mean, Having those fans though really, really does, really does help the players and allow them to stay motivated and wanting to reach the highest goal in winning championships. Yeah, I don't want to disappoint you at all by bringing up your college stats at all, but uh, but your freshman year, you know, you were two and six. Hey, sophomore year, four. What? Right. Yeah. <laughs> bring him up. It's all right. It's all. The time. <laughs> but uh, he was two and six. Uh, with He's in the pros. Strikeout. He don't care about what he pitched his <laughs> freshman year. <laughs> but no, for for our fans, come on. Yeah, that's yeah, for real. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Two and six. Yeah. Uh, four point four two ERA. Uh, twenty nine strikeouts, twenty five walks, fifty five innings pitched. Uh, 2017, four and five, 3.75 ERA, 78 strikeouts or 30. Well, yeah, 78 strikeouts, 84 innings pitched. But 2018 was probably the best year, not overall record, but two and nine overall. But 104 strikeouts, 18 walks, and four 146 innings of pitching. 
But uh, that junior year or that 2018 year when y'all played South Florida, when you had 18 strikeouts yeah. in that game as well. Can you talk about that game a little bit? Oh, goodness. Uh, that game was, was a game changer. I mean, that game was that, that just that feeling I had before the game. I'll never forget it because I was just, I was just like, I was so, I was like relaxed, but then I was like so ready to just compete. Like I was, I wasn't worried about a thing, you know? I was just going to go out there, do my thing. And then, shoot, I didn't even know I had 18 strikeouts until the until the end of the game. Like, coach asked me, he's like, so how many strikeouts do you think you had? I was like, I don't know, maybe like five, <laughs> 10, 15. I knew it was up there, but I didn't know it was at the point to where it was, where it was a school record, you know? And so just, yeah. I just, in that game, I feel like I could throw anything, any count, anywhere they were going to swing. because every single one of those strikeouts were swinging strikeouts. So, I mean, I guess, I guess you could say I really had their number and I was really playing mind games with them in a way. <laughs> so, but I mean, that also comes from what I've learned through my pitching coach with coach McNichol. I mean, he taught me a ton when it came to pitch sequence. And then also my, my catcher behind the plate, we were just, we were, we were on, on the same page. Like, like, like we were basically the whole season. Jason Santana. I mean, that guy was a stud on the plate, and he knew, he knew, he knew me as a pitcher, and then also knew that he had my back and he was going to block whatever, whatever I threw up there. Whether I was bouncing the slider, which I got most of my strikeouts on, or even elevating fastball. So, I mean, that was a it was a very surreal experience, but I mean, it was just so so much fun, and so I just want to continue to keep pushing the best that I can to just kind of outperform that in a way, some way. It might not be with the strikeout wise, but just competing at the highest level and trying to become the best pitcher that I can be. Yeah, a lot of fans also don't really notice, but his dad, Mark Bowling, threw that perfect game in the University of Memphis slash Memphis State uh, back in the day as well. So that's an interesting fact for our listeners as well. Yeah, we're actually – we get to share the record book together. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, uh, Jonathan, talk a little bit about uh, what – and well, it's a two-part question. Number one, talk a little bit about what it's like to have your dad drafted from Memphis State at the time, uh, and then also you being drafted out of the University of Memphis. And then two, my second part of my question is this. Talk a little bit about what it's like now to uh, move forward into your professional playing career and talk about uh, just the mental strength it's going to take to, to keep your body in the right shape and, and mentally and all that. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, both like all right, your first question. Well, me and my dad, we both got drafted out of Memphis, which is it was awesome. I mean, I mean, I mean, that was my goal to be. But I mean, I was just trying to perform myself around the type of pitcher that I am. Because, I mean, because back he was a I feel like he was a different pitcher at some point. But we kind of had the same mental approach when it came to pitch shaping we were different pitchers but when it came to the mental approach we kind of because I mean he raised me to play the game he taught me how to play the game so but I mean that's a really cool thing that you can say is that hey me me and my dad got drafted from the University of Memphis so I mean especially when people ask you're like well I mean because a lot of people you don't really remember like back in the day all the guys that have gotten drafted or like where their sons are today in the game whether they're following in their footsteps or everything else like that So I just like, and like when I tell people that, they're like, oh, okay, well, look at y'all. Like there's a guy that I work with at, at Bartlett. He was like, oh, 
Y'all are, so y'all are like the, the living legends around here, huh? <laughs> I mean, my dad, just because we both we both graduated from Memphis. I don't know. It just it's it's a uh, the twin towered cool. bowl. Call yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty cool uh thing that I'm able to bring up. And then second part of your question, going into the pro season and my mental approach. I mean, it comes down to just as simple as taking taking every day one day at a time, slowing it down, taking it taking it down to just what are you going to do in the next hour for this day? You know, just being able to okay. slow it down. Yeah. And when you're on the, when you're on the mound, it's kind of the same thing because once you go up levels, you get to the highest level, the game speeds up so quick. So therefore you got to, you got to clear your mind, slow things down and focus on what you've learned and what you've been uh, working towards and just maintaining that muscle memory to where you can, you can compete at the highest level and you don't have to have any worries. I mean, because a lot of people, they get you can get overwhelmed just because of how fast things are moving yeah. or how hard somebody hits a ball or, you know, like how that ball get through. You could have caught up some errors. But, I mean, that's part of the game. And you just got to learn how to move on, have short memory, and learn from your experiences. Good that's answer. a great answer. I've always just been really intrigued with uh, just – you know, the different steps. And of course, you know, baseball, when you start in the youth, it's, it's very easy. And then of course, as you go up, it gets harder. But I was, that, thank you for that answer. I've always really been intrigued with how the mental side of it works. Hey, no problem, man. I just call it how, how, how I see it and how I do it, you know. <laughs> thank you. Go, go ahead, now, Jonathan. Jonathan, also, you know, I want you to talk about your, uh, now your Kansas City organization career. Uh, in rookie ball, you started with the Idaho, Idaho Falls. And then you went to A plus ball with uh, Wilmington, and then and also played for Lexington. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you talk about? I know that special day for you, July fifteenth, two thousand nineteen, where you threw a no hitter, the second no hitter, and what's that mascot's name again? <laughs> Say it again. It's what's that mascot? The Blue Rocks. It was, his name's Blue Winkle. Okay. <laughs> so like, okay, Blue Winkle from like the show back in the day, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, so basically, July fifteenth, two thousand nineteen, you threw a no hitter and um, only on ninety eight pitches, which um, kind of impressive. And your only base runner reached on the air that game as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, talk about that no hitter, July fifteenth, two thousand nineteen. Your this team's second no hitter in uh, in history. Yeah, well, on that day, I was just I just continued to pound the zone down. You know, I just wanted to attack hitters. I just wanted to get easy outs. I wasn't too worried about doing too much to get the strike out. And so the first five innings, they flew by. I mean, I was just kind of grooving. I mean, we had that one error in the second inning. But, I mean, like I said, it's part of the game. I mean, you got to learn how to have that short memory, move on, and just continue to make pitches. So then once that sixth inning came around, that's when I was like, oh, snap. I looked at the scoreboard and, like, I knew that I had the no-hitter going. I was like, oh, dang. Like, I only have nine rounds. Like, <laughs> this close to it. Like, or, it was after the six. And I was just – I just continued to stay with my game plan, trust in my pitches, and just attack hitters and get the soft contact to where I can get those outs. I mean, I didn't have – only had nine strikeouts, I think, or something like that. So, it wasn't a big strikeout game. It was more of a – soft contact, let your fielders play. And there's no way I would have been able to do that without my teammates. And so, I mean, I mean, it doesn't just go to me. It also goes to the, the whole team because we work together and we both, and we, yeah. we reach that goal for our team. 
that's just part of the game. And that's what I love about it so much is being able to compete at that, at those levels and have such skilled players all around you. And it, it was just, it was a, another experience I'll never forget because I mean, that doesn't really happen much in a lifetime. So um, I'm beyond blessed with what I've, what I've experienced for these past few seasons. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the future and just going to continue to do my best and, you know, compete, to the best of my ability and become my best pitcher. So, yeah, since you get that invite to spring training yesterday in Arizona, what teams are part of that Kansas City organization? I know they got the AAA in Omaha still. I know with all these changes that they made this year, because some teams like the Jackson Generals are not having a team at all as yeah. of right now. So, uh, talk, tell, can you tell our fans and our listeners that what teams are part of the Kansas City organization? Um, so, so we've had to switch up some teams. Um, I mean, we signed a deal with the, uh, Columbia Fireflies. Um, that's a low A. And then there's a Quad Cities. It's that's a great a mascot rate. name. Yeah. <laughs> and then Quad Cities is our uh, high A team. And then Northwest is double A. And then the, there's Omaha and then it's Kansas City. And then we have, so an Arizona, then we have an Arizona team, which is our rookie ball, basically. So Northwest Arkansas is what you're saying? It's double A, yes. Okay. Road West, yeah. we can go on some road trips yeah. and go. The, you know. uh, yeah. <laughs> it's right there. Yep. It's right in- yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's a very – it's it's actually a very nice stadium as well. Very nice. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so, I mean, we'll see. I've heard a lot of good things about it, and hopefully I'll get the opportunity to, you know, see it. But we'll see. So, uh, speaking of being in – Invited to spring training. Uh, this has been my last question. Uh, talk a little bit about what it likes, what it's like to, to to see your name. I mean, after all this time, all this effort you put in, into this, this is obviously your passion. What's it like to see your name on a spring training? Um, I mean, it's it's kind of motivation. You know, it's very motivational. I mean, it it, it just it kind of pushes you to work even harder because you're you're just that you're one step closer to the overall goal, and once, I mean, all you can continue to do is keep pushing towards that one goal. And I'm, I'm expecting, or I'm hoping, and my goal is to just play in the major leagues for as long as I can, you know, and trying to help my team win championships in any way possible. Um, but seeing my name on that, it was, it was very mo- motivational. And it just, it, it just, it, I'm very anxious to see where, where it leads, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm excited to learn from the guys that have been in the show for a while and the guys that have just gotten there, like being able to get all those different perspectives and all those different ways to maybe approach hitters in certain situations where you need to face all the, the big the big hitters. I mean, and uh, I mean, I'm, I'm very excited and I'm, I'm blessed, uh, beyond blessed that the rules are giving me the opportunity to pursue this, this, uh, this journey. Are you kind of surprised that y'all are starting on time? With uh, COVID um, going on, I feel like I feel like since we've gone through it, like we went through it last season, but they actually got a good, good feel of what flows and what doesn't. So whenever we're able to go through it, I'm not really like shocked that it's starting on some. I'm, I mean, I feel like they they know what they're doing and they have the educational, uh, they know what's best for teams and they want ball because it's entertainment for all and yeah. it's it's something that. That some people it's hard to live without, you know. It's just it's sports in general. We have a co-host, Brendan Bumgarner, that joins our show now. 
Yeah. I don't know if you know that guy or not, but he said he got a hit off. He got a hit off of you back in the day in high school. Oh, so he yeah. said, ne- "So he said, he'll never forget that." He memory. said, "Oh yeah." <laughs> so he came to Memphis baseball games, and I think he came up to me and told me that, and I also saw him working on campus. So yeah. <laughs> so there we go. That is a true story. I mean, he made it happen. Yeah, he said. He t- he he said hey, it happens. I mean, yeah, you can't strike everybody out. That's part yeah, of the Yeah, he said he couldn't join us today for your interview, but he told us just to bring it up to him. He said, I'll never forget that, <laughs> you know. But uh, as a Memphis, you know, when you played at Memphis, and uh, what was your – I heard East Carolina's got some crazy fans, first of all, mm-hmm. that watch baseball, kind of like Swayze Field and Ole Miss, I guess, compared to them, I guess. But can you talk about, like, the road games? Like, what kind of – how the American Conference – and Conference USA a little bit in general when you played a little bit. Can you talk about, like, how from top to bottom anybody can be the maybe like a power five school like Ole Miss or Michigan State like y'all did back in the day on the midweek series? I know me personally, ever since I've watched you, the American Conference is one of the best baseball conferences, you know, in, in, in college baseball. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have talent all throughout the American. I mean, we have freaking Wichita State's in it. Um, I mean, East Carolina has studs at the rank. They're all, they're, they've been ranked quite a bit, like, throughout the past few years. And then Wichita State, they have Baum, who's also who big league that I played against. He, he's big league for Willie's third baseman. And then um, UConn was in our conference when I was there. I mean, they've moved on to the to Big East, I think, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, they were they 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 were like picture you like they had arms out the wazoo it was it was it was impressive and then <laughs> on top of that you have you have the you have Houston and you had the USF UCF like these Tulane. teams compete against the the big dogs like like there there is no easy game in the American and then you have Tulane and you talk about a tough place to play playing in New Orleans Lord have mercy now those fans are. <laughs> else. I remember my freshman year, really? yeah, fishing in Tulane. I was a I was a freshman at the time. Freshman, freshman, just you know, just <laughs> absolutely let me have it. And I loved it. I mean, he got me right. That's for sure. I think we ended up losing, but I mean, that's part of it. That's this part of the experience and part of the game. These teams can beat any team at any time. I mean, it's not it's not a, a soft conference, that's for sure. I mean, we're studs all throughout it. So basically, your best road trip you ever went on uh, was Tulane. Tulane was fun, and then also uh, who was it? ECU was cool, and. Um, well, we know from football for their fans. Always enjoyed Houston. So it was, and then UConn was just freezing. I didn't like UConn. <laughs> but I, I mean, there was, I, I like to travel. So I enjoyed every moment I had traveling and seeing all these different places. It was, it was a good time. And Swayze Field, I guess, too, was a good atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. I wish I was ever playing at New Mississippi State Stadium. But. Oh, yeah. I mean, are you yes, – okay, yeah. first of all, yeah. Uh, I know, real quick, my last question real quick. Sorry, Wes. But uh, 
University of Memphis has announced their baseball schedule for this year. Well, they haven't announced it officially yet. But are you okay with how Memphis is basically playing these harder teams like the Baylor, um, Arkansas, like two games in Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State? A lot of people are like, well, it hurts, you know, in the long run, it could hurt, you know, Memphis's bid to go to the NCAA tournament and whatnot. I mean, I mean it could but, help too, though, you know? Like, right. Well, for them playing those games. Exactly. And especially the player, like, for the players yeah. to be able to get those experiences to where maybe if you didn't make that tournament or make the World Series, you're like, man, I face this guy. I can get this guy out. And so, therefore, it, it motivates that individual to know that they have the ability to be the best that they want to be. So, I think there's no – there's no down situation to playing these teams. I feel like when it comes from the player development to even the team and everything else, like playing these teams is what you need. And like, it's going to be hard. I mean, so that's when you learn more about your team and you learn what your team's really about. So I can see where coach rock and coach Mack and coach green and all those guys are going for that too, which I'm all for. And I love absolutely because I love, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm in favor yeah. of it. I, the reason I'm in favor of it is because we're bringing up, you know, we have talked about football in the past. Memphis should play these teams in football as well, and there's no excuse for us not to play these one or two tough games a year in football. I know the Arkansas series is coming back in football, but um, I'm glad Coach Rock and them are actually doing it because for sure. they're getting their teams ready for the conference as well. But like we just talked about, the conference is stacked from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And bodies playing these tough teams on a midweek series or even a four-game set on the weekend, it's getting these teams, y'all or the Memphis baseball team, younger guys and older guys, a chance to get better by playing these tough teams. Exactly. That's for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Jonathan, my last question, and then we'll wrap it up, man. You mentioned uh, a term called the show. Uh, as a video game uh, connoisseur in myself, I'm sure you've played a game called the show. So let me ask you this, man. What's it like to know – that you could literally not have to create yourself in the video game, but it can be, be you really playing the game. So uh, just my last question, man, what's it What's it feel like? I mean, I've thought about that, and it's kind of like, I mean, no, I, I really don't have to create that, that Jonathan Bowen, you know, like the, the six, seven, 250-pound first baseman, you know, like I can actually have my kind of spot. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it's, it's cool to just – being able to just see the opportunity that I'm able and that people actually have, see my name and it actually be on a team. I mean, it's, it's unreal. It's kind of like a surreal moment too. I mean, and it's, it's a blessing among amongst many, you know, and it's just, yeah. it's, it's wild. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I wish this show was basically like, yeah. Go ahead, Wes. I just, when you mentioned, you said earlier they, they were on the show and it clicked. I was like, I got to ask him that. Um, yeah, I mean, I really wish, you know, like in, with the college football, excuse me, with the college football game, <clears throat> people will go in there and update the rosters. I think it'd be cool if they do that on the show and then you could be on whatever minor league team you're on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. when me and, me and Wes grew up together, Jonathan, and basically, long story short, we used to play the show against each other. So we actually have a single way game versus like Lexington or whoever versus somebody. But the thing is they used to have, you know, some makeup names. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. back in the day as well. And now these days on the MLB the show, which they need to bring back though, they used to let you, you know, for example, if you're doing like a season with the Kansas City Royals, for example, they would let you play the season game with the Kansas City Royal. 
and then you would play the triple A game right below that, and then a double A game right below that, and then a single A game right below that if yep. you wanted to. So yeah. basically, you could yeah. basically if you wanted to bring up you, for example, from double A up to the majors, they'll let you do that in the, in those games back in the day. You're basically like your own GM, kind of. Yeah. So basically, that's that's the reason are. I you are you're literally, literally your own GM. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. one reason I'm hoping in everything when they come to the Xbox for MLB the show. I'm not saying I got an Xbox, but I'm know. hoping I'm yeah, but I'm hoping that you know they can basically update the roster like he just said. But I guess it's because of lightness and like the EA Sports and stuff like that they can can't do it because lightness and getting paid and athletes getting paid. Yeah. And then y'all salary, you know, that's a different story. Yeah, but no, you know, it's, just, it's a lot of there's a lot of business aspects to it. That's for sure. But that would be pretty there cool. There is. Uh, that that would that would be awesome, man. Uh, yeah. I, I just sorry, it just popped in my head, and and your reaction was awesome because obviously you had thought about it too. So that's really funny. Um, thank you to everyone who has watched today: YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. We've had viewers on all three. Thank you for everybody who listens to us on iHeartRadio as well. Jonathan Boland has been our special guest today. Uh, Kansas City organization has just invited him to spring training. Congratulations on that, Jonathan. Uh, thank you very much for joining us today on the Four Star Sports Show. Uh, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It was great to be a part of it. JB, I enjoyed it, man, and I'm hoping you have a – Jonathan you know, started it. We'll, we'll stay in touch, JB, and like I said, uh, keep up the good work. You know, I thank you everything that you've done so far up to date as well for our city. Keep up the good work. You're making us proud no matter what, and uh, keep us posted. We'd love to have you on. I know you're going to be traveling and whatnot a lot in the spring. We'd love to have you on again during the spring so you can at least keep us updated on how everything is going as well. Yeah, I will for sure. Thank you for everything, John, and thank you, Wes. Uh, thank you for having me a part of this, and um, thank you for the nonstop support. I mean, appreciate it. Always, man. Hey, always, man. Thank you for everybody watching Four Star Sports Show. We'll be back tomorrow.